You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. So we're going to hear a story this morning, and this story is a retelling of a Sufi wisdom tale. Once there was a woman who was worried about the future. She knew that life is full of choices, and she was never sure if she was making the right choice. And so the woman prayed to understand what path she should take in life. She hoped that the great creator would give her a clue about what to do to be sure she had friends and food and everything else she needed to be happy. One night after praying, the woman dreamed of walking in the woods. And so the next day, she journeyed to the Mississippi River and walked through the woods along the shore, searching for the answer to her prayer. It was quiet and peaceful. Then she saw a patch of black and white fur. It was an injured cat lying in the shade of a large tree. Before she could reach the cat, she heard the nearby bushes rustle and branches crack, and out came a bear with a fish in its mouth. The woman hid herself and watched as the bear laid the fish near the cat, turned around, and left the way it had come. As she watched the weakened cat eat the fish, she said to herself, there's my answer. The great provider who takes care of the cat will also take care of me. I don't have to do anything. I'll be taken care of if I just have faith. The woman went back home, happy to have an answer. And indeed, she did not do anything. She did not go to work. She did not feed herself. She did not even bathe. For days, she just sat on the couch. It was dull and lonely, but at least she didn't have to worry about anything or make any decisions. Her job was just to wait while the great provider did all the work. Eventually, the woman started to feel a little hungry sitting in her house, so she went to town to see if she would be provided for there. She lay under a tree as the cat had done, waiting. She didn't stop in at the library or linger at the lakeside for fear someone would want to talk and distract her or interrupt a delivery of provisions from the great provider. Yet no fish or food of any kind came. She grew weaker and weaker. Back at home that night, she fell into a restless sleep and dreamed that she was in the woods again. Oh, great provider, she asked in her dream, you took care of the little cat, but you will not provide for me? The great provider replied, You are mistaken. (laughs) 
I did not want you to be the cat. I wanted you to be the bear. And so she understood at last. All her worrying had prevented her from noticing how much she had to share and the many things she could do. Her belief that the great provider would do everything for her had made her lazy and helpless and lonely. She sprang from her bed and into the bath, thank goodness, and (laughs) burst out of the house into the bright sunshine. Her lawn was a mess. It had been neglected for days, and so she set to work with a push mower. While she was at it, she mowed the lawn of the family next door, which also needed some attention. Just as she finished, her neighbor came out of the house, carrying something small and squirmy wrapped in a blanket, exclaiming, Oh, thank you, neighbor. We've been so busy with our new baby. We haven't done yard work all summer. Do you want to come over for a cookie and a glass of lemonade? From that day forward, the woman's life was filled with grace and meaning. Like the bear, she always paid attention for ways she could offer help, and she shared what she had with others. And in return, others offered what they had, and friendships sprouted up in every corner of her life. Of course, there were days and seasons when the woman didn't feel well or had little to share. In those hard times, she appreciated the generosity and the company of friends who showed up to listen or bring a meal, like the cat had counted on the bear. The secret she came to understand as her wisdom deepened was placing her trust in the great web of giving and receiving that connected her with her neighbors, the source of security and friendship for them all that reminded her daily of her place and her purpose in the community they had created together. These words are by Skyhawk. We are all longing to go home to some place we have never been, a place half remembered and half envisioned. We can only catch glimpses of from time to time, community. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throats, Somewhere, a circle of hands will open to receive us. Eyes will light up as we enter. Voices will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. Community means strength that joins our strength to do the work that needs to be done. Arms to hold us when we falter, a circle of healing, a circle of friends, someplace where we can be free. Some of the stories today in our sermon come from two of my dear colleagues, Erica Hewitt and Maureen Killerin. So I'm wondering, did you feel it yesterday in the air? The way it's getting cooler? The way it's turning toward fall? It's happening. And I have to admit, I'm having some seriously mixed feelings about this situation. There are things I love about summer and want to hold on to really tightly. And there are things I love about fall that I'm really looking forward to experiencing. It's all mixed up in me. I know for some of us, we've just started a new year of school. 
Some folks have started college already or other places they go to school. But for most folks, I think school starts in about a week. And I think for all of us, there's this rhythm that happens in our year, this way that the seasons catch us and make us pay attention, whether school is actually part of our life anymore or not. Maybe we're remembering the anticipation of new beginnings. Some of us are feeling excited about them. Maybe we're eager to start the new school year or get a new classroom or a new teacher, maybe even move up or on to a new school. Maybe we're homeschooled and we have new beginnings and new starts there too. Maybe we're starting or restarting a routine, living into one of our commitments to be who we want to be in the world. And like I said, some of us are feeling excited about this and some of us are probably feeling a little nervous about what's ahead. We might even be feeling scared or trying to be big and brave but it's not always easy. For some of us, school or work or wherever the turning of the season is taking us is a place we don't actually want to go. We might rather be anywhere else. So in the story that we heard this morning, the great provider helped the woman who felt worried about her life and about not knowing what to do. And I think this story has something to teach us something that might be useful as each of us face our own new beginnings in our own new ways. The great provider said, I do not want you to be the cat. I want you to be the bear. I want you to be the bear. And she taught, or he or they, the great provider, taught the woman an important lesson. When we're feeling unsure, it helps to look around and notice who needs us. It helps to look inside and see what we have to share and then to offer it to someone else. So this morning, we are going to load up your bags, whatever kind of bags you carry, with some invisible things for you to take with you where you're going on these new beginnings. So all of us carry bags throughout the week when we're heading somewhere, and we carry them for lots of different reasons. So if you have a bag with you or you have one at home, I want you to raise your hand or lift up that bag that you have when I say something that sounds like you, okay? So, for instance, yep, get ready. (laughs) Find your bag. It's the one time I say pick up something, right? (laughs) I'm always telling you to put stuff down. Okay, so get ready. Some of us take books and homework to school. Raise up your bag or your hand. Nice, you can bring it down. Some of us bring our lunches to school or to work or to our volunteer work. Okay, take them down. Some of us take our computers or tools or other supplies to the places that we're going. Okay. Some kids carry overnight bags from one parent's house to the other parent's house and back again. You can lift those up. Some people bring things like books or yarn and knitting needles to places where they might have to wait a while. (laughs) And some people even have special bags for their dogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so is your bag already full of stuff? We got some yeses, any no's, any room? Okay, good. What if I give you some invisible things that don't weigh anything? Do you have room for those? Yeah. 
I hear some no's, but I'm giving them to you. <laughs> so how about this? How about we give each other some of this congregation's love to go with us wherever we're going, to school or work or on any of our travels? So I think most of us feel some love and connection here on Sundays when we come, and I want you to be able to take that with you out into the world all the days of the week. So congregation, all of us, let's find a little bit of love that we can give away. It might be in your pocket or up your sleeve. You might pull it from the heart store you've got. I want you to find it, bundle it up, the part that you've got to share, all right? And then those of you who have bags or who use bags for anything, if you've got a bag, open it up. And if you don't have it with you, just know you can catch it, okay? And we're going to toss this love into your bags, okay? Ready? Go. <laughs> all right. Did you get it? Everybody gets some. So I want to put a little more into your bags because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little nervous when I'm heading off to do something. Sometimes we get nervous heading to school or work or other things we need to do. And sometimes I and we wish we felt a little braver. So let's share some courage with one another. So find some courage wherever you've got it. Ball it up, get it ready. All right, folks, and get ready both to throw and to catch in your bag or in your hands. All right, courage, here it goes. Chuck it. All right. So what else do you need? What else do you need? Seriously, what do you want to take with you? We've got love and we've got courage. What else? Okay, I have heard patience and joy and a lot of other things, but let's do patience. I imagine that. You can take it from wherever. For me, it's like in my breath. So grab a little patience, ball it up, and throw it and catch it. All right, and how about a little joy? We gotta have some joy, right? Grab some joy, wherever it is for you. <laughs> Ball it up. All right, and get ready. We're gonna throw it and catch it. Here we go. All right, so for those of you with bags, it might not be feeling any different, but you know it's different, right? You got a lot of stuff in there. You got love. You got courage, you got patience and joy. You got what you need. So I hope that you're gonna remember that we've added these blessings to your pack. This matters so much. So you are gonna to get to take all kinds of things with you to school. You're gonna to get to take this love and this courage and this patience and this joy, and you're gonna step out into new places and do new things and we are going to be with you. That's just how it is. Our love is big, and you are brave. And that's what's going to happen. So we've got some other pieces that are going to happen today that are going to help you carry that love with you. 
But what I want you to remember is that in your heart and in your hands and in your bags, you have what you need. You've got love and courage and patience and joy and a little piece of each of us cheering you on. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text First Univ, that's F I R S T U N I V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.